Nothing is good, but occasionally we make mistakes. I made a major blunder this week by not putting out... Um, I didn't even post Jer um, Ian Johnson's show. Totally spaced, didn't even upload it or anything. And so I told the team, I said, that's why I don't get upset with you guys when you make mistakes, because <laughs> I make them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're going to be going live. i got to put this back up. But just FYI, the Zoomers hear every... Actually, everybody's going to hear everything you guys say or do, unless you're muted. So just FYI okay, on that. Gotcha. Yep, yep, <laughs> but I got to put this do. back up because... Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks News. Yep. Kingdom Talks Media News. Um, we have a couple of uh, special guests with us right now. We have um, Chris Boys from Australia. Say hi, Chris. Hi, great to be here. <laughs> and uh, Michael from Canada. Great to be a part of this. And eventually we should have Victor Jenkins on from Northern California. So looking forward to having these guys uh, share some of their thoughts and contribute a little bit for tonight. But um, we are going to just dive right in, I think. That's good. All right. So um, go ahead, hon. So kind of our theme is shelter under his wings. Uh, this last Sunday, Chuck Pierce had a, a, what I felt was a really good word that I really resonated with. And he said, shelter your place, shelter your place, find shelter under my wings. In the next two weeks, there is a sheltering of my people developing. Fear not the atmosphere of conflict, for in the midst of sheltering I will see that you abide. Hear and ride, ride, ride out, and ride into the new day ahead. In that new day you will say, that is what was hidden in last season. Shelter yourself, for in the next two weeks I will be removing the coverings of what is not of me. I think that's extremely profound, honestly. Um, and I've listened to Chuck Pierce for quite a few years now, and generally... Well, I, in fact, I can't say that I, you know, experienced a, a word from him that didn't come true. Now, anytime you're dealing with prophetic words, you got to hold it loosely. Yeah. But this one uh, here, I'm looking at shelter your place, shelter your place, and then find shelter under my wings. So I don't know how you can interpret that in a lot of different ways. And each of you have to interpret it uh, according to what you think is right. However, when I'm looking at this, I'm thinking shelter your place in other words maybe 
get your place ready because for the next two weeks you may have to shelter in place. And um, and again, it's not a panic thing. It's none of that. But find shelter under my wings. That is probably the main piece that we need to pay attention to. But it might not hurt if you feel Father's leading you to uh, pull some things together to do that. I honestly don't see anything in the natural that would say for the next two weeks we got something to worry about uh, in the physical. You know, I think maybe in November there might be some things that could take place that would cause a, a little upheaval. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's the word. And that was given what day again? Sunday, this past Sunday. Okay, okay. So uh, go ahead. And so just including this... Uh, from Psalms 27 5 for in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock and so again just that place of peace no fear uh, we're on the rock Christ Jesus we're looking from a higher advantage point from the heavenly realm and we have nothing to fear yeah so actually, I want to back up, guys, and just ask if you, if either one of you have anything to share on that, that verse that we just looked at uh, right here. Um, any thoughts that come to your mind? Not the verse, but the prophetic word. I'd, just if you have something, be curious to hear it. Anything? Well, I, I honestly think that uh, we are in a very important um, week, couple weeks right now. I, I know for me personally, a whole number of fronts everything's converging to yes. a very important time. And, um, and I think you could say that I could say that for me personally, but I can also say that, uh, in a much broader way of events around the world. And I, I, I don't think it's, I don't see it at all. And I, I'm not saying, suggesting you're saying that it's about hiding away in any no. stretch, but that we are secure in who we are mm -hmm. in the midst of the turmoil of things around us. And that uh, we can be safe and secure in whose we are and who we are in him in the midst of everything else. And so I, I see great encouragement in that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Totally agree. agree. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I see Victor Jenkins is making his way on. Uh, we don't see a picture yet, but uh, Chris, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, probably just that, um, you know, the way that God shelters us is by putting us in families. And I'm seeing that there's a real restoration of family happening more and more and more. And people seeing themselves as family, seeing themselves as one family. And that's something that, you know, my wife and I are really feeling called of God to be is just be family to people who need family right now, because that's where people are going to feel sheltered and feel loved. And, and, you know, that's and, good. And look Thank after, you. I guess. Uh, we love your background picture there. The, uh, uh, if you want to share just a, just a tiny bit on what that's for, your background picture. Well, basically, um, my home group, home church, is called Aligned Ecclesia, and I see it as like a representation of the glory of God and the unity of God in us and through us. And, uh, you know, John the Apostle records that for us when he saw a rainbow around about the throne. So that's kind of just in short. And just as I shared with Michael and yourself before, I'm going to do my part to claim back the rainbow. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. All right, so here's a report that uh, depends on how you look at it, whether it's good or bad. But uh, Barna is basically reporting now that one in five churches may permanently close. That, um, again, that may be, it, it's going to depend on what your point of view is. We honestly believe that the church age has closed. I mean, that that's me personally, yeah. and I, I think Adina is in agreement, but that the church age is closed. We're moving into the kingdom age. And there, to me, is no greater sign than we could have asked for than to have all the churches worldwide closed down for a season. That has never, ever, ever happened. Um, so anyway, just believing that this is something that we're probably possibly going to see more of, that more churches are going to be closing their doors, and again, if uh, you're looking at it from a kingdom perspective, that people are moving more and more into ecclesias, into home yes. churches, that where there's more relationship, that this is the way that the Father's leading us, then this is not a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I understand that some may look at it as uh, something a little more challenging than that. Well, and we were really excited uh, about some major prophetic and different groups coming together for Ecclesia Everywhere. Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're doing that through the worldwide uh, gathering of ecclesias. Well, uh, Michael, you had something on that, didn't you? Um, you're muted. You're muted. Um, yes, it's, it's called the Urgent Call to Action. 
uh, ecclesia everywhere. And so, you know, uh, Bill Johnson, many other leaders uh, from around will be joining this Saturday morning, September 5th at 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So depending on your time zone. But uh, yes, I think it's on Facebook.com under Transform Our World. So yes, uh, yeah. urgent call to action. And it's under the Ecclesia everywhere. So just another group of people wanting everyone to... Uh, to engage in, uh, in very intentional ways. It's awesome. Yeah, and so that's what we've been doing. Uh, if you haven't joined us, I encourage you to join us. Go to the Worldwide Gathering of Ecclesias. Uh, that's a Facebook page. It's a Facebook group. Go to go there and look for the date of the next one. We're having one meeting a month where we're inviting all the ecclesias of the world that are engaging in the heavens and bringing kingdom down uh, into the earth realm. That's what we're doing. So I encourage you to, to join that if you can. So go ahead. All right. So there was this chart. They said uh, the chart that the Democrats don't want you to see about the coronavirus. <laughs> and you can see the the dramatic decline in the death, uh, death rate. Which is the red line that's yes. got the box around it. Even though there's a lot of cases. And some of that is just because of more testing. Uh, some people have suggested that the test is really super sensitive. And so it's catching a lot of people who... Um, were asymptomatic and probably wouldn't have passed it on anyway. So there's different things about it, but just basically another reminder of we don't need to be afraid. These numbers have been inflated. Now, I have to say that in the beginning, we didn't know anybody who had the coronavirus. And now, now we know a lot of people who've <laughs> had the coronavirus. Uh, Victor, you're one that's had the coronavirus, right? That was me. I had the coronavirus and it was an opportunity to draw closer to the Lord because I prayed my way through the whole thing. I mean, I was feeling horrible. And just about the time it was peaking for me, I had heard John Hagee recite this, this quote that I gave him. He said on his program, he, he said something to the degree that, how are you going to know how strong God really is until you're in real trouble? Yes. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you, when I was getting whoopside in the head, I was in real, <laughs> <laughs> real trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, at this point, we know a lot of people. In fact, uh, I got someone close that um, uh, was informed that they probably won't make it for another 24 hours. Uh, it is an older person with underlying conditions, which actually brings us to the next slide here, which is the CDC basically admits that most of the deaths had other factors. So they're, they're now um, showing that only 6% of the deaths were were from COVID only, COVID only. So basically, you know, all the other 94% were COVID plus underlying conditions. Now you do have to take into consideration that that, that would have been the case for flus um, yes. of any sort that, you know, people with underlying conditions are going to struggle a lot more. So just and something to keep in mind and keep it in perspective. The reality is that our flu rate this year has been way down because of everybody taking all these precautions. And so, you know, typically we don't focus on the quite significant number of people who die from flu every year. Right, right. And uh, you never so. really hear about that. So, uh, again, if you're on YouTube and Facebook, uh, we love to hear your comments and your questions. And then uh, to our panel here, you know, Victor and Michael and Chris, if you guys have anything to say while we're talking on something, uh, please just jump in. I want to hear what you got. Sorry, didn't mean that. You go first, Mark. Uh, go ahead, Victor. I think I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm 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 the oldest. I can wait. No. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Victor, and then uh, Chris. I was going to say that this is not our first rodeo when it comes to political illnesses. Several years ago, when this AIDS evolved, and it was a political illness. In some ways, the church and, and God's people sort of missed it on that AIDS train because we found ourselves being very judgmental yeah. and we found yeah. ourselves ostracizing some of the people who were afflicted with the disease. But unlike the AIDS political drama, we seem to be ahead of the curve with this, what I call condition Z, because it has, it has drawn us closer. It has made us actually more spiritual than people like myself who experienced the illness 
we had an opportunity to actually demonstrate from personal experience how God heals. And people who continue to go into church, they had an opportunity to demonstrate their faith. So AIDS, we might have missed it, but this condition Z that we're living through now, I think the actual Christian community, I think we're doing a fantastic job. And it might be because we realize the political implications of the illness, and we know that a lot of it is political. Yes. Very, very true. All right, Chris, go ahead. Did you have something to say, Chris? Um, what well, one of the things that's really encouraging for me to see in Australia is that you know people are actually finding in the body of Christ that they do have a voice, and people are actually speaking out and actually getting the courage to speak out. And I'm seeing that come through. I'm also seeing doctors, actual doctors in Australia, beginning to speak out more and more about what's actually the real statistics and what's actually really going on. And so, as much as the media tries to portray it a certain way. You know, it's media things like this where we get to say, well, look, there's a good side to this. There's actually a good side to this. And that is that, you know, the voice of hope is coming through. That's and that good. is something that I find very encouraging. And that's something that I try to be as well as the voice of hope, you know, just to make people realize that, you know, something great is coming through in and amongst all this. We can Love see that. It ahead in perspective. That is good. And uh, Nicholas Powell says, hey, Uganda is the size of Idaho. 43 million people compared to Idaho's 2 million. Idaho had 370 COVID deaths, Uganda only 30. Uganda is a malaria hotspot and everyone takes claim. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Thanks. Everyone Thanks, Nick. What? Say that again. Everyone takes what? The quinine. Oh, the hydro. Okay. All right. <laughs> so all right. they were yeah. already protected. <laughs> that, is, that definitely is interesting. Yes. All right. Go ahead. So this was an interesting article. I guess the WHO admits to using AI to listen in on multiple uh, social media in different places. And this is what they said, counteracting fake news or rumors is actually only responding or mitigating when it's too late. What we've put in place in the beginning of the pandemic is what we call a social listening approach. So according to the WHO news release, machine learning provides insight into what kinds of emotions users are experiencing. And I don't know, this just- Got a machine determining <laughs> what kind of emotions you have. Uh, you know, another place of overreach where they're, you know, trying to get in there and censor and all kinds of things. And I, I it's just so frustrating, but I, what I felt prompted is like, you need to remember Gamaliel's advice from Acts 5, 38 and 39. He said, and now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. And just, you know, the appeal, let us make our own decisions. Don't try to censor or think that we're so stupid we can't, you know, have critical thinking and decide for ourselves. Right. You know, if the virus is that bad... You know, people that, uh, you know, it, if they really cared, then they can stay home. They can shelter in place. There's plenty of services that will bring food to you, that will bring whatever you need. Uh, it just creates more business, actually, in that sense. But um, but let the rest of the people go free. And, you know, some of them, a lot of them, in fact, we're finding that coronavirus is actually very contagious. So um, uh, if you're worried about it, take but precautions. Yeah, if you're worried about it, take the precautions and 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 shelter in place. Uh, you know, we were at a conference a few weeks ago and um, the, the worship leader brought uh, COVID with him and shared it with everybody here. So, uh, you know, sharing is caring, right? <laughs> All right. Oops, did I skip one? Okay. So here's something in uh, Kenosha, you know, from Kenosha anyway. Once again, we saw the hijacking of protests by hardcore group radicals. The attorney general states that out of 175 arrests, 100 were from out of town. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is being organized. It's being radicalized. It's just being totally blown out of proportion. And we, you know, as Christians, again, we need to be looking at things from a heavenly perspective to determine what Father is doing. Because, and we do need to be taking action. As the ecclesia, we need to be going into the heavens, see what Father do, is doing. He may be telling you to take some physical action in the natural, but be sure that it's Him telling you to do it and that it's not out of your own passion. Because 
We've seen plenty of incidences where people have been operating out of their own passion, even trying to do good, and it turns out to be a mess. So you need to really make sure that it's Father leading you. Yeah, and so I really like this next slide. It was an article from God TV where they said, Riots to re Revival. So worship, prayer, healing, and baptisms are following the riots. And you're not hearing that in the mainstream media, but it is happening. And that's what I love about Father is there is a way through and he has a way to bring good out of every situation. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, as recently as yesterday, I was evaluating how I was feeling inside, how others were feeling inside. And then I keyed into the fact that it was because of the certain news stories that are released. And it occurred to me that there are good things happening in our world. Oh, there yeah. are good things happening in America, things that we can be excited about, things that we can see the glory of God working through other people, and it's happening all the time. Right. No one really has a vested interest, except for news from a heavenly perspective, to present these things. How would your day be if you didn't ingest what came across your TV screen? You didn't see what came on video. Think about the sort of emotions that you experience on a daily basis that occurs largely because of some external thing that you saw and then realize, wow, you know, there's a whole lot of other things that's great, but who has a vested interest for showing you the things that are not great? And then who has a vested interest for showing you the things that are great? So somehow, some way God's gonna help us give someone a vested interest to show all the fantastic things that's happening in our country. Because I personally, you know, on a daily basis, I am inundated with, with euphoria. I'm excited every day. Amen. I'm speaking with God every day, and I limit my ingestion of what comes on outside of me. You know, you might have heard the expression, I believe what I believe. Don't confuse me with the fact. Well, <laughs> I am proud to admit that that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it doesn't make any difference what you tell me about whatever. You know, if, if God made the earth and he said it is good, and if God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, then I'm going to bite the apple that says, no matter what it looks like to me, it's all good. And I just need to ask God for the eyes that will show me the good so I can bring it more and more of it to me. And people who know me or people who listen to what comes out of my pie hole, like this panel, well, you guys are going to get the gist of it, too, because I'm telling you, it's <laughs> great. Everything is happening. If, if, if something is in my life, I figure that somehow or another I attracted it into my life. And if I don't see the good in it, well, Father God, what's the good in it? So I'm not really surprised that I'm on Gil's panel because I have to tell somebody this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you, Victor. So... Go ahead. Uh, Nicholas shares, uh, Sandy and I had COVID. Uh, quinine in the form of tonic, vitamin D, uh, zinc vi uh, D3. Of all the bugs I have ever had, COVID more than any other is a designed spiritual attack. That is... I've heard yeah. a lot of people say things like that. And, uh, you know, I know people that are getting sick that have really not been sick yes. in ages. So this is definitely something different. Not not your ordinary um, run-of-the-mill virus, that's for sure. So, you know, one of the things, you know, Victor, I, I agree with you that, uh, you, you know, we need to be looking for the good. And yet, at the same time, I feel like we also need to be watching for what Father's doing and what we're supposed to be doing. And so, you know, I'm going to share this next slide, and it's not anything good at all. Um, here in Portland... Well, you know, there was a death and it was a, a, you know, a supporter of Trump, which, you know, whether you're a Trump supporter or not is neither here nor there. But it's the fact that, you know, here it says Aaron Danielson dead after shot by an Antifa activist who had been cited July 5th for interfering with an officer, resisting arrest and and a possession, not passion, but a possession <laughs> of a loaded firearm. Uh, but not taken to jail or, pro or or prosecuted. So basically you have a situation where, you know, the police are overrun, yet, you know, people are not being taken to jail or prosecuted. And had this gentleman, or this guy, I yeah. don't know if I want to call him a gentleman, but if had he been taken in, 
uh, this Antifa guy, had he been taken in, he most likely, possibly anyway, wouldn't have been uh, had access to, you know, get to this place and kill this man. Yeah. And all again out of rage and hate. And so from a heavenly perspective, what is Father doing? Father's calling us, and he's been calling the ecclesia for weeks now. We've got to continue to press in with a frequency of love and peace and joy and forgiveness. We've got to get this through. Uh, you know, and at the same time, you know, Father's going to use everything for his good. He will use it all. It is, but it is hard to see some of this stuff. It really is. It's a challenge. Okay. Noticing the humanity of a particular thing and not allowing it to actually get inside of you. I don't know how many people can see it that way, but the the use of hyperbole is rampant in our society, and they tend to use hyperbole to get our attention, to get us to pay attention to things. So what is a good thing for us to do is, is to sort of notice it, but in the back of our minds, we get that all things work together for good right. yep. for them that love God and the call according to his purpose. Now, sometimes it's an intellectual exercise to figure out, like, how could this particular thing that happened to this man that you described, how could that be anything good? Well, the scripture says all things work together yep. for good. Yeah. And since we don't know the entire picture, since we don't know all the ingredients, well, we might not be able to know how it works for good, but our faith helps us believe go. that, you know what, somewhere, somehow, this is working together for good, so I'm not going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I'm going <laughs> to be compassionate, yes. but I'm not yeah. going to be angry about it and want to strike out at somebody, exactly. and I'm not going to cry myself. Yeah. That's, That's good. good. That's good. All right. This was some other good news. An Ohio... Ohio mayor dedicates city to God. He said, as I stand before you tonight in the bright light of his son, to the extent I am able, I give this city of Ashland to the Lord Jesus Christ. May this be a land where he rules supreme. May this be a land where his love is genuinely felt by believers and non-believers alike, Matt Miller declared. So we just honor um, this gentleman Amen. and him making those declarations and it'd be awesome if that caught on, if there were more, uh, you mm -hmm, know, mayors mm -hmm. and governors who made declarations like that. So I don't know what uh, the outcome of this is going to be, but it's interesting that businesses are being forced to close because of riots and COVID-19 violence and high taxes. So the upper and middle class are leaving big cities and droves. Uh, problem is it's leaving the poor stuck there. Um, so I would love to hear a little commentary on this because, you know, cities are are um, different places. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> you grow up in the country, you grow up a different person than if you were to grow up in a city. Uh, not to mean that you know everyone that's in a city is bad and not saying that at all. But it's just, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the, 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 the pattern has been for, for decades now people moving out of the countries and into the cities. But then these cities are, you know, what's coming out of them for the most part, most major cities, they're not conservative Christian cities for the most part. Again, I'm generalizing big time, but, um, but, the, but what comes out of them is oftentimes very challenging. So I don't know what this means if people start moving out of the cities and back into the countries and back into the small towns. Uh, we might actually get into building relationships again so real quick, uh, Anissa says, news from uh, East Coast. Sean uh, leads worship in Washington Square Park, New York City. Huge gatherings of people stepped into the light of God and in Boston this past weekend. So thank you. That was that's that's good. good news. That's great. That's great. Yes. Absolutely. So how about news from you guys? You guys got any news from your regions? Hmm. <laughs> it's difficult for me because I don't watch the news. However, I did recently hear 
that we've had we are having our third night of protests here in Sacramento, California. Yeah, I'd heard things were heating and, up. And you know, th this may be a good time for me to express my you know how you know how everybody says that peaceful protest is I mean it's it's good. Don't everybody say that? Yeah. <laughs> for the most part, I yeah. I I don't say that. I have <laughs> I have no use for even peaceful protest. I think that protesting is destructive. It's like lighting a fire and expecting the fire to only burn certain portions of whatever it is that's not on fire. That's just not going to happen. You call yourself having a peaceful protest, even if the people are trying to be peaceful, somebody's going to say something to them that's going to stop them from being peaceful, or somebody's going to infiltrate the group, and then you won't be able to tell the people who want to have a peaceful protest from the people who just want to have a protest. So I'm going to go on record and saying I discourage peaceful protest. Can you imagine going on a peaceful protest and having someone who is not peaceful injure you or have yourself be, be, be placed in a bad way because you were at a protest? Hey, listen, try obeying the law. <laughs> try, try obeying the law and, and and if the bible says that all authority is ordained of god even if you don't like the person in authority i mean god calls you to obey authority you know so 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 i don't encourage anybody to have peaceful protests and i, and I think what they were supposed to have in sacramento for the last three nights was a peaceful protest but believe me, it, it wasn't peaceful. Some people went to jail. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's the thing is, is I, I, I would say that I am totally for peaceful protests. Problem is right now, it's nearly impossible to have a peaceful protest. No matter how peaceful you might be, yeah. there's other things going on that are just making it a mess. So it's probably not a good idea right now. So Anita says lawlessness. I just read someone talking about leaving San Diego. Yeah, people are leaving the big cities. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, uh, Michael or Chris, either one of you have anything? It's funny when you talked about people leaving the cities. Of course, you know you've had examples of Detroit in the past and other places that uh, you've had in, uh, huge numbers leave and uh, and leave you know sort of a group behind. So it's you know it, this isn't the first time, but it is amazing. You know you had. Uh, Governor Cuomo now, you know, trying to invite uh, rich people back in one sense, and yet he's not uh, controlling the situation in, in the uh, city. So, um, again, I, I think that's a really interesting thing. I, I think that these uh, number of these governors who have been allowing these protests are going to get themselves into um, a lot of issues, especially financially, because most of the wealthy people are going to be leave leaving those places. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a huge backlash caused by what they've allowed to continue in those cities. And anyway, that, yeah. that's and what's what's, you know, hard for me is that who gets left behind are the, the poor people who and, and, you know, many of them are, are obviously would love to get out, too. Yeah, but can't. But can't. And so it leaves them at the mercy of whatever the city's doing, which right now many of the cities are not doing anything that. Um, you know, we would uh, uh, approve of, and it just, it doesn't make sense, and it's it's hard for them. Uh, Chris, do you have anything? I've seen the same thing in Australia. A lot of people are moving more to the country areas, and there seems to be a greater need or uh, desire to be part of a community, get out of the rat race, as the old saying goes, as we use over here. Um, I do agree with Victor. You know, protests, whilst I understand people want to be a voice and they want to cause change, it doesn't normally come with the outcome that they're seeking at the end. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've got a situation. I still believe that, you know, a person should be able to have a protest without yes. being arrested. We had a pregnant lady arrested last night yes. for trying to protest the hard lockdown in Victoria. She literally was arrested in front of her children, you know, and so that, you know, that, that's obviously going to incite a response, a reaction as well. But I do agree with what Victor said, you know, and, and that's something that I just want to just share is that, you know, I went before the father and I asked him what his perspective of what's going on on planet Earth is right now. And the thing that I got from that experience was very encouraging to me because what he actually showed me is that the bones are coming together from Ezekiel. And he's actually showed me that his glory is being poured out, like it says in um, Isaiah 60, because we know the darkness is covering the sea, but his light is growing stronger in the body. 
And because that light is growing stronger, people are just losing the need to want to define themselves by anything except the DNA of Christ. And so I find that very encouraging. It's happening more and more. People are just wanting to be real, wanting to be genuine, wanting to be authentic. I yeah. think that that's the thing that I'm seeing coming through that I'm really rejoicing in, you know. But in terms of, um, you know, people being left behind and, you know, the poor being left in cities, I like to think that Father will raise up the appropriate people to respond out of that love is. and compassion to those people. And that's something I'm praying for, something that I'm, you know, I'm ready to be res a response to for. You know, that's something we believe in being is, uh, is our small home fellowship. Is, you know, we want to be that, you know, that love in action response as Father leads us, you know, because I see these opportunities as a, as a chance to show the love of Jesus to people. And that's where I see the positive side of it. Yes. It's, you know, it's very sad that it's happening for those people, but hopefully Father will raise up the right people to respond to those people in time. So good, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. We've got a couple of comments here. Anita says, we are having prayer stands on the Capitol in Harrisonburg often. There are gatherings of people who are trying to speak out about our state being opened back up. And then Nisa says, what about peaceful protests for mandatory vaccines or against mandatory vaccines? How should we protest this if it comes to that? And I would say probably the first place is asking the Father. Yeah. You really, really need to, a word from the Father in that. And, and you know, if you're not able to connect with the Father, when you hear us say this all the time, reach out to us because we, we have groups and things that are going on to help people uh, understand how to step in and really engage with the Father so that you can hear Him. And it's so important to hear what He's doing and not try to just go out and do things on your own. Um, Christians that have been Christians for decades, you know, sure, we have lots of great Christian ideas but I guarantee you the Father has something better, and it's best that we hear from Him. Because um, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for you about the, the vaccines. I don't have an answer to give to you. You need to go to the Father and hear what He has to say. Uh, and, and it's like what we just said, that uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with peaceful protests. It's just right now it's near impossible to have one, even though you and your group may be peaceful somebody's likely to come along and make a mess of it. And you may find yourself totally, you know, slandered on the news as being these rioters and you had nothing to do with it. It's just challenging right now. But again, go to the Father and ask what He is doing, not what, not, not what you want. You've got to be careful too that you don't have an idol in your heart. You can go to the Father and have an idol in your heart and He will give that to you. That's scriptural. He has said that He will give you the idol in your heart. We don't want to do that. There's been times where I've been passionate about something. I'll go to the Father and I'll ask Him. And, uh, you know, in the process of asking, I come to the realization, it's like, man, I'm really passionate about this. This could easily be an idol in my own heart. And I'll just say, Father, I'm going to just let go of that and just disregard my request. I want to hear what you're doing, Father, because that can happen pretty easily. We need to be careful of that. So Anita says that she's written um, her gov government leaders, and that's another way that we can do that. And I've signed a bunch of petitions and things like that. Yeah. Um, so those are good things. Say that again, Victor. May I speak to that? Yeah. The the possibility of that becoming an issue is is very real. Yeah. However, it's it's not one just yet. But our enemy, the devil, Satan, has one major weapon that he uses against Christians, and that's the weapon of deception. Right? And he can deceive us into thinking that a problem exists where there isn't a problem. And since the vaccine question at this point is just a question, and it's something that may or may not happen, I, I would rest in the peace of God until something does happen. Wisdom as usual, Victor. Thank you. <laughs> no, that is good. I mean, why? Why? Honestly, we shouldn't be. Con Jesus even said, you know, not, not to worry about t t tomorrow. But we we also, again, for me, it's about seeing what the Father's doing, because if he shows me something that's coming that I need to respond to, okay, I'll get ready for that. But if he's not showing it to me, rest in peace right where you're at and just continue doing what you're doing. Don't get bent out of shape. The other thing is fear. The enemy loves to use fear, and he will bring that on us as often as he can. So this next is a, a, another good news piece about missing children rescued. This is this past week or period. Operation Safety Net recovered 25 missing children in Ohio, and Operation Not Forgotten recovered 39 missing children in Georgia. Wow. 
And so they said, when we track down fugitives, it's a good feeling to know that we're putting the bad guy behind bars. But that sense of accomplishment is nothing compared to finding a missing child. And so we just agree with that. We're excited what Father Amen. is doing. It seems like more and more things are are opening up and um, the children are yeah. being set free. So, uh, This bit of news is, is more about just a little informing, uh, kind of sad, sad news. But um, I don't know if you guys like the Black Panther in um, the Avenger movies. I, I loved it. It was one of my favorites. Uh, but um, apparently this came from the Hollywood Prayer Network, I think, or, yeah. or something like that. But Chad Bozeman, he passed away after a four-year battle with cancer. So just be praying for his wife and, and his children. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the shows. I, I loved the movie. Victor, you were shaking your head no. What does that mean? Guy, and I never saw the movie. Oh, okay, all right. We'll let you off the hook then. <laughs> uh, and our understanding is is that he was a believer, and so we just bless him. And this last one is just kind of a, a little humorous. Of course, there was lots of things we could have shared on about mail-in votes and all that, but I thought this kind of said it all. It says put 500 cash in an envelope and then mail it to yourself. If you don't have the guts to do it because you're afraid it's going to get lost... Uh, you better vote in person come November. <laughs> so uh, just encouragement. Interesting. All right. So uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, let's hear what you got. And uh, Victor, Michael, Chris, anything you want to add? Uh, can be any other news piece that you've uh, heard, want to share? Go ahead. ourselves sorry victor we're wrestling with the vaccine question ourselves especially when the one that our prime minister is thinking of bringing in well, um came from aborted fetal cells so you know that's an ethical question for sure but i agree with you um you know we need not to get caught up in all those sort of things there will be a right response to that at the required time because our prime minister has even said that he's going to make it mandatory then he backed off on that really quickly so yeah, it's just another it's another it's another question that we're all wrestling with in Australia as well. I just wanted to share that, you know. And I really believe, and I prayed about it myself. And I just pray. I, all I got from the Lord was just just rest, and it, you know the answers will come. So I'm just resting and leaving that with Him. And I just want to say that you know that you know we can keep going on, we can keep pressing forward, we can keep you know doing what the Lord's asked us to do. And um, I'm, you know, obviously I'm just encouraged by the things that God is doing in our lives over here amongst the Christian community. And, you know, I just wanted to just share that as an encouragement. You know, God, God still cares about what he's asked you to do and he will make a way for you and he wants us to keep going. And that's something that we're going to continue to do, you know, even so good, as Chris. we're wrestling difficult questions. Very good. Thank you. Anyone else? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, God. go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I, I was uh, thrilled to be part of the uh, Saturday morning, the Worldwide Ecclesia group that you guys led. And I've continued to be deeply impacted by our time there. And so I do uh, certainly highly uh, recommend others to be a part of your next one as well. But I tell you, when we when somebody visualized that scepter that was there around uh, with the unity of the body of Christ together, holding that the light that was shining, I, I continue every time I engage in heaven right now. Uh, seeing the light of that scepter beginning to shine brightly into dark places uh, to see an increased um, move of God in this time, right now, in this exact time, this week, this season. Uh, boy, I, I thought that that really was, for me, a, a, a real concept of a shift that was happening, is happening, yeah. and I believe we're, we're seeing that uh, walked out right now. Good. So good. Yeah, that that was a powerful, powerful encounter. It's very good. All right, Victor, you, you didn't want to be made to do something, but here you go. Check, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Toastmaster, right? And I go to Toastmaster regularly. And part of what Toastmasters do is they evaluate your ability to speak in public. They evaluate your ability to articulate how you feel. And I've recently taken on a speaking coach who's been helping me get better at doing that because you know someone that talks as much as I do, they're going to have to find a way to make themselves listenable. So he's working on me to make me more listenable. And he was telling me about some things I needed to improve, some things I needed to do. And I was telling him 
that everyone in the club tells me that I'm great. Everyone in the club, they're not telling me that. Why are you telling me that? And he said to me, well, Victor, they're not telling you the truth because you're a big black guy. Now, the reason I bring that up is that I'm black and y'all probably have noticed that. <laughs> Any kind, you know, in this panel, in this, this, this venue where we find ourselves, I want to give everyone permission not to walk on eggshells around black or racial issues. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I became born again, so I'm a new creature. I'm, I'm not a black dude. I'm not even a dude. I'm a Christian. So if you have things on your heart or things that you're not sure about or things that you're a little apprehensive about speaking about concerning race, perish the thought because I can give you my take on it. And I can't promise you that my take will be like the overwhelming majority of other people that's my color. But I will speak to you honestly and from the heart like the mighty man of God that I am. So can you promise me that you're not going to temper your comments or walk around on eggshells because there's a black guy in the room? Speak it out and say whatever is going on. Can y'all promise me to do that? Otherwise, <laughs> it's not going to be exciting to be here. <laughs> I, I think you have our, our promise on that, Victor. <laughs> and I've known you long enough. I think you know that we've we've had some pretty frank conversations, pretty good stuff. And, and you know, uh, last week we had Nina Hayden on here. You know, she's a, a black woman from Florida. She's a lawyer. And, uh, you know, I, I love having the open, frank conversations. They're, they're, they're beautiful. They actually are, I think, very productive because it uh, brings a lot of stuff out that a, lo a lot of times people never even start thinking about just because it's never put out on the table. So the, the even having that challenge is is good. Yeah, put it put it out there. <laughs> uh, so a couple of people, uh, Nisa was saying, I'm asking these questions for other folks, not myself, because she says I'm part of the um, ecclesia. And so she gets asking the father and so on. That's good clarification, Nisa. And she also says, love Kingdom Talks, highly recommend this ecclesia to anyone out there who is seeking God. And Nicholas says, love that good news. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I, I, I want to see more good news, but at the same time, I don't feel like, well, what Father's showing us, you know, is what we have to put out there. And that's, that's the main thing, that there are some issues that I think he wants to bring to the forefront so that the ecclesia knows what's there and can be uh, engaging Father and asking what needs to be done there. So are we ready to engage? Any any final comments from our panel? Okay, so now we're going into our uh, engagement time in the heavens. And uh, uh, I know that not everybody's same place we are, but you're welcome to stay and engage. If you want to check out, you can check out. Uh, if you don't know how to engage, uh, I would just say feel free to just bring forth whatever you're getting. And you can just call it prayer time because it's prayer time as well. But we're engaging <laughs> in the heavens. Uh, Wendy says, well said, Victor. Thank you. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, Nicholas says, the worldwide Ecclesia group was inspiring. The talk of stepping into governmental authority inspired us to take the COVID thing before Father's Court. It turned into warfare pronouncements. There we go. There you go. All right. And I, you know, we have seen so many things and you've heard me say this a hundred times probably, but so many things when we engage in the, in the heavenlies first, they oftentimes will take care of themselves in the earthly. Now I can't necessarily say that's true so far with trying to bring out the love and the peace and the joy, you know, through the spirit and, and help have that uh, engage and encounter and shift the atmosphere around us. Although I guess right here in Colorado Springs, we've not had a lot. We've had a little bit, but um, we need to see it shifted in places like Portland where they're really having some issues. We need to see it shifting and well, we've addressed uh, that. And it Again, we've talked about happened. the harvest, the good and the bad yeah. coming. And so um, it's that place of having to trust Father and his timing. Yeah. I think that everything that we do in the heavenly realm, it, it will have an impact. It just may not immediately. So. All right. Same bad time, same bad station. All, All right, right, Victor. Bless you, Victor. Take care. Love you, man. Take care. All right. So let's go ahead and engage. So, Father, we just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to just see what you're doing. So we come to you in and through Yeshua. 
And we're asking to see what it is, Father, that you're doing right now, that you want this group tonight to see and to engage in. So just begin to share, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or the panel, uh, go ahead and share what you're seeing, what you're getting. Just seeing Father's delight and pleasure as we've come to engage with him. And I, the sense I have is he's taking us to a strategy room. I'm seeing a table of blueprints and uh, different documents. I can affirm that uh, it just as you were as it was being spoken out of your mouth I was seeing it so clearly like it was literally in step with uh, what the father was showing and yes I do believe that this uh, that we are in this time and place where he's really going to be bringing us and allowing us to participate and beginning to make declarations of the things that he's going to begin to show us as Adina was sharing the scrolls and the blueprints, I, I saw several roles, and, and on one of them it said race. So there's a blueprint that the Father has for race. When, and wouldn't that, actually, I think that's probably a very beautiful blueprint. When yes. we roll it out and see his kingdom perspective and his plan for the different races, mm -hmm. that is probably a very beautiful thing. I haven't opened it. I haven't seen it opened yet, but I just sense very strongly it's beautiful. And I feel like the room is fairly crowded. It's like um, different angels have, and beings have joined us, um, and some from the cloud of witnesses, and even of um, you know some some variety. I, I feel like Abraham Lincoln is there, and he was nodding about that hmm. um, scroll about race, hmm. um, because he fought quite the battle in the midst of that. And I'm hearing the words just in the background. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time. I don't know what's coming, but it's only a matter of time. And I feel like that's coming from the Father. It's coming from the angelic. That everything that uh, the ecclesia has been working at and mm -hmm. trying to bring forth into the king, into bringing kingdom into the earth, that it's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's not like things are out of control and Father's wringing his hands. It's like um, he's got the blueprint there. He's got the strategy. Um, everything that is needed is provided. And it's just us learning how to access the fullness of it. Wow. As, as you were speaking, I was just seeing that some of the scrolls, when they're rolled out, they become active. That's why he hasn't rolled them out just yet. But like even for the cities of the earth, he hasn't rolled them out yet because there's still some, in fact, there's quite a bit. So we may have a lot of work to do yet, but there's still a lot of the old kingdoms, you know, that picture of the, of the image from, ba uh, from Babylon, or excuse me, from um, Daniel, the book of Daniel, where it's, you know, has Babylon and Greece and Medo-Persia and, and Rome and and then all the clay mixed with uh, iron, that that image is struck by that rock and it disintegrates into dust and then the wind blows it away and there's nothing left of these other kingdoms. Well, we know there's a lot of, lot of uh, kingdom left, a lot of those kingdoms still left. And I'm just getting this picture that the rock is about to hit. I don't know if it's about to hit or if it has hit, but that rock... So maybe we are in for some... Uh, uh, some tumultuous times. I don't even want to. I want to. I don't want to predict that or prophesy that at all. But just seeing that that rock when it hits, it disintegrates the kingdoms, and perhaps that's what Father's doing. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like the being of wisdom is in this room with us, and we just honor wisdom we honor what you have to share with us tonight hmm. 
I'm just seeing the wheat and the tares, the, the harvest is, is becoming ripe, and as it becomes ripe, that is a correlation with that image and the rock striking the, that image and it being annihilated, the harvest and the annihilation of the other kingdoms, that there's a there's a interplay of these two things. And so, Father, what do we need to be doing? What are you doing that we need to be doing in, in this? Um, it, well, man, this is a massive shift. Wow. Wow. I feel like wisdom is saying rest and trust and at the same time she's handing out individual scrolls um, to those of us who are gathered here and it includes um, those of you who will watch this later on um, is that you're included in us now in time and space mm. and um, just the understanding each one of us have a little bit different um, assignment but they all come together as a whole to impact the earth Wow. <laughs> when I was in that room, because there was so much going on, um, and it almost felt overwhelming at first, and then I just had this overwhelming sense of peace, as you were uh, even before you were saying it. But it was really uh, so many scrolls, but they're being handed out to specific individuals, but also to specific groups, hmm. you know, that had already been operating in an area, and that now there's going to be even greater clarity. Uh, that is being given to really ignite people uh, even in in, uh, in greater ways in the places that they've already been engaging. Hmm. Amen. It's good. And Sandy Walker says, I saw a lot of eagles being released, flying over a large harvest field. I hmm. saw this from a bird's eye view. Yes, hmm. that's good. Hmm. And Marianne says, being reminded of the melting pot of culture and in the pot is mixed in the words love, honor, and respect. Yes, mm. we agree with that. Absolutely. I'm seeing that some of these scrolls that are being handed out to for various cities, governments, in other words, um, regions, that the Father is actually getting ready to transform some of them by a shaking, which is not necessarily comfortable, a shaking. But he's getting ready to transform some through peace, peace negotiations. And what's interesting is in the Middle East, there are some peace negotiations that are taking place that, you know, people have thought would never happen. And yet at the same time, you got chaos in other parts of the world where there's lots of shaking. So Father, I believe, is in the process of starting a transformation of the governments in these areas that's that's pretty outrageous <laughs> <laughs> and when you were talking about those cities of peace um the word that came to me was um, cities of refuge that there mm. are cities of refuge and and maybe that's part of this um shifting out of the cities into different places is into mm. those cities of refuge wow wow My father just is really laying that on me heavy, that image and the shifting of the the governments. And while we were on Saturday, that was one of the main things that kept coming up was that fathers preparing for a major shift. And I didn't, we didn't have clarity at the moment, uh, at the time, but I'm feeling like that the major shift is coming with the governments. Um, and anyway, we'll, we will see, hold everything loosely. Hold it all loosely. Let Father do what he's going to do. And don't try to guess ahead of him and with uh, giving uh, words that aren't necessarily prophetic words. But just let him do what he's going to do. Go ahead, Chris. Father's just prompting me to share this. He told me that we're coming into a time of um, exposure and unveiling. And what I mean by that is that he's going to expose all the agendas, but he's also going to unveil blueprints and he's also going to unveil strategies for people on how to respond to those exposures. Because, you know, on the one hand, he's going to show stuff that's been going on behind the scenes, but he's also going to give blueprints and he's going to give strategies mm -hmm. to people to know how to respond at the same time. And the other thing I'm just getting prompted to share is back in um, March in my country when uh, COVID was ramping right up, I saw an eclipse over a sun and what he showed me recently is that the enemy has tried to eclipse the vision he's tried to eclipse what the lord's doing the lord's showing 
as he's exposing and as he's unveiling, it's going to give people great hope because it's going to, he's going to show them, he's going to illuminate, he's going to begin to unveil in, in so many wonderful ways how he wants us to respond and he's going to give us specifics because he is a specific God. He's going to give us ideas and strategies and it's going to amaze us and blow us away when he gives us these ideas. So I just wanted to share that. It's Amen. I agree. I agree. Elizabeth says, I felt a great shaking at the top of my spine and I saw many coming into the understanding that Christ is the head. Those leaving religion and lost in counterfeit spirituality are going to be aligned and understand the kingdom of God. Hmm. Yes, we agree. And uh, Nate says, the rock created a wave in the ocean and it also created a wave of glory that the shining ones will ride with joy and power bringing rest to the world. That's Amen. beautiful. Love that. Wow. Wow. Well, we're coming to the top of the hour. Just want to encourage everyone, if you're in a good place and Father is showing you some um, fantastic things that you need to stay engaged with, then please do that. Yes. Stay engaged. Um, Engage that scroll you received uh, from wisdom. Amen. Well, hey, we love you all. We bless you all. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, please share it. Please get the word out. And um, we just want to see people stepping into who they truly are. Um, you know, the ultimate impact is our, is our online discipleship course that teaches you how to become the ecclesia, teaches you your full identity, your true identity. And um, we encourage you to get into that. Sure. So, all right. Michael and Chris, thank you guys so much. Honor you guys. Bless you guys. Uh, we, we really, really just love having you on. And we look forward to um, seeing you next week or next time, whatever it might be. And blessings to everyone. We will catch you next time. All right. Bless Bye -bye. you. Bye.